What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Tonight Special. On this episode, well, actually, hold up. It's going to change for a little bit now. So, of course, some of you know that I've been working on a project and joined Justin and Patrick to open up Night Shift. And it has been the coolest fucking process I've ever had. So fucking cool that I love that place so much. We basically live there and the staff there is all amazing. Every single person that's part of the staff is fucking great. And I just enjoy working with them. We've become a big family these past couple months. And, you know, I just wanted to share uh, them with you guys so you guys could hear their stories and hear how it all came along and how the process, what it's been of them training and becoming a part of the team and becoming a part of the family. So with that being said, on this episode, I got my boy Elliot and Ray, and we sat down on our day off finally to record a podcast episode and talk about what the experience was like of them transitioning from, you know, from the industry that they were in before, or like Elliot, for example, was into sushi. So Elliot worked at Nobu and he went from being a sushi chef to now a bartender, which is the first time he's ever stepped into a bar and especially into a bar like this. And yet he's adapted really well and had a great time. Um, and well, still learning in the process. And as far as Ray, Ray has had a little background in bartending and service for a couple of years now. But yet this guy is young and like ready to take on uh, craft cocktails and become one of the best bartenders in Houston. So I think it's so badass uh, about them to take the time and come out and record this episode with me. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um, on this episode, we talk about uh you know their backgrounds uh how they got into it uh, how they got into the industry what was their first cocktail or drink they ever had you know in their life and also uh how they feel about the process so far of, of where we're at now being three weeks open at night shift so check it out let me know what you think and uh well shit thank you guys for coming through and i can't wait to introduce more of the staff members on later episodes of this little like mini series that i'm doing of opening night shift so uh Check it out. Let me know what you think. Follow these guys on social media. Come out, have a drink, get to know them, get to know every staff member that we have. Try the food. I hear the chef is cool. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so let's get started. Let's get the episode going. What time you up? You the simp out of the crew And you should move different When it come to these women They got a few games I got the whole season I wore my main Pulled the ice out the fucking freezer My diamonds pink Rose gold They just breezing Pop my Lolo everywhere you came L.A. ramming these bitches In the city of Saints Nigga
like you don't. Can't fuck with you lame bitches. My pimpin' be too strong. You fuck with the same bitches. My bitches be too strong. random question. Just like that. Yeah, I thought you were ready. You weren't ready. <laughs> uh, okay, so five random questions. All right. And I'm gonna ask you both the same questions, so you just give me your answers, okay? All right. Are we gonna, be, we're, are we both gonna answer them at the same time? Or like, like well, I mean, it's the same question for both of y'all. Okay, okay. All right. And just make sure you talk louder on the mic, okay? I got you. So here we go. Question number one: Who was the last girl you text? Oh, put you on blast. Damn, bro. Why you got to do me like that? Uh, <laughs> I honestly got to check my phone for this one. <laughs> and, and ladies, they're not players, okay? Just just want to let y'all know they're not players. Just You don't know who they take. They're probably texting their boss, co-worker, baby mama, Artist. vacuum. <laughs> uh, nah, so the last, the last... Inside joke. The last girl that I texted was actually one of my closest friends. Uh, her name is Clarissa, and we were trying to go to, like, Whiskey River and, like, go out dancing. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of, like, the last girl I texted, right? All right. Now. Cool, cool, cool. What about you, E? No, I'm uh, my old high school classmate, man. Uh, her name's Jade. I'm just checking on the lines for this type of shit. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Question number two. All right. If you could be anywhere right now in the world, where would it be? Ah, yeah. I got y'all deep thinking. You see? Uh, <clears throat> I feel like there's there's different aspects of like where I'd want to be right now, but I feel like travel and view wise, I think I'd want to be in Italy, Italy. and just just like, backpack around the whole country, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Uh, travel and view wise, dude, I'd be in Cuba right now. I want to check out fucking Cuba, man. I don't think Cuba's a spot to go at right now, bro. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Cause like everything that's going on in Cuba, bro. I like... think he's talking about Michaels. That's what he's uh... talking about. Chica Loca. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's what he's talking. I think he's talking about the strip club. That's what uh, he's... Never. Wait, that, who bro. was there the other day? I can't remember. Uh, who, I, I don't yeah, know, who man. Was... I don't know who who, who might have been there, bro. <laughs> who texted me later and I talking about, bro? Shit, I ain't shit, bro. Fucking <laughs> like strip club veteran over here. Uh... Hey, shout out to McNasty for that one. Hey, McNasty, oh, what it do? Man, I, I brought you something in terms of that. Okay. Yeah, you want to give it to you right now? You can, or you can just wait till after the episode. I mean, you, you can drop this on the episode right now. While we're on the while, while we're here on that note. All right, all right. Oh. oh shit. Okay. What this boy whipping out? I don't know. I think it's a picture of Patrick. No. Oh. oh! <laughs> That's so dope. Let's go. When the fuck did you get this? I got that on my 21st birthday, dude. For yourself? What? They gave it to me. We went oh, for my shit. birthday. You like, know I'm going to put this in here. You know that, right? You have to, oh, dog. <laughs> it's going to be in the... Oh, shit. So you if gotta you... got to frame that motherfucker. For, the, for those that aren't here right now, he just gave me a shirt that says, I love Show Palace, South Houston, Texas, which is a very well-known butt-naked strip club here in Houston. <laughs> if you've never been, you definitely should go out on a Tuesday. Anyways, going back to the episode. That was cool, man. I appreciate that shit. All Thank good, you. dog. Thank you. All right. So question number three. The place that you want, you said you wanted to be, right? Italy, Cuba. Who would you be there with right now? It could be your friend, family. I don't know, whoever. Child that you don't claim, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> like which one? God. Uh, uh, honestly, I think for Italy, it was like re a really special spot that I always wanted to go check out with um, 
with my ex at the time. Oh shit! But even we got even, Q and Drake right now. Even like. uh, even then, I think I would prefer to do Italy just by myself. Um, I've done a lot of traveling trips with friends, um, and I feel like there are certain times or certain moments where yeah, you can experience those things with with uh, your close friends and buddies, but to truly enjoy everything that like a country has to offer you can probably do that like better by yourself so i think i would just take advantage of a trip like that and just roll with the punches by myself okay nah if i had to take some i mean i did i'd go by myself dude i'm i'd rather one deep that shit but if i had to take somebody you trying to bring back a cuban huh <laughs> look at you yeah. look at how those <laughs> eyes just like swirled around like i'm trying to save a life out there <laughs> um i can give you a better life honey hell yeah I can yeah. take you to Houston to 59 and Hillcroft. I got you a job <laughs> on the line, girl. <laughs> um, no, nah, if I had to take somebody, I'd probably take my homie George, um, high school buddy of mine. Um, Colombian dude. Oh. I think he would just do well at getting me throughout the area. Okay. And shit, because he's already, he's Colombian. He kind of, they're not nothing alike, but shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's, the flavor's almost there. <laughs> <laughs> and what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, question number four. Question number four. Who was the last artist you were listening to before you got here? Damn. OJ the Juice Man. <laughs> no, so I I was actually listening to the Lumineers, which is a, a band that I really like, and uh, they were the last. I was actually listening to one of their whole albums on the way over here. Cool. All right. Question. Number, that was from four, right? So that question, was number question number five. Who's your favorite? Justin or Patrick? Oh! <laughs> we gonna start some shit here. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Mark. Uh, you can plead the fill on that one, but if you don't, I say pick one right now. I'm, I love them both equally, dog. Ah, uh, smart choice. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that would be the same response. I mean, each one of them has their pros and cons as a person, it, it, but like their mom and dad, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that Who, who's mom that. though? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's mom. Patrick's mom. <laughs> That's why he's always checking Justin. Hey, hey just honest. know Patrick's coming in next week to record his episode. So let's see what shit talk he has to say uh, back about that. It's like, so who's your least favorite? I'll be like, who's your favorite, Elliot or Ray? <laughs> Hey, I made him two Negronis. Oh, uh, hey, I made him one. I made him the best one, I think. So, just letting y'all know. You forgot the ice. Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. You gave him the wrong glass. Remember that shit. Uh, I redeemed myself. Uh, no worries, no worries. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the best bartender night shift I've ever had. All hey, right. say less, bro. Take, take over. All right, so now that we got that out the way, introduce yourselves. Tell them who you are, where you work at. You know, let these people know who, who who these two gentlemen are in the room right now with me, all right? You never know, man. There's probably some girls listening to this. They're going to be like, are they single? Are they ready to mingle? Do they have kids? Do they claim them? <laughs> so go for it. Go for it. Introduce yourself. Uh, shit, my name's Elliot, man. I'm 28 years old. I'm working, working a night shift right now. This is my first time ever bartending and shit like that. For first time working in front of the house on the cool um been doing sushi for like about three four years prior to doing this where at uh, a couple of places uh, i worked at nobu for about two three years i worked at hondo um worked at tobio for a little bit 
think that's it, dude. Think that's it. Did that for well raw sushi too, but I don't really consider that shit. That was just like getting my feet wet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Doing that for a few. Did that for a few years. Started to take a turn. Fucking got put on to put onto the bar shit. So. Man, my bad, dude. <laughs> you good? You good? You good? Yeah, yeah. Got put onto the bar shit. So I was shit made the fucking leap, man. They gave me the opportunity, so I fucking took that shit. Nice. And I'm glad they did. I'm very appreciative. I like how he started introducing himself. He's like, Yo, my name is Elliot. I'm 20 years old. Like a Tinder profile. And like he, he got, knew it was a Tinder yeah. profile, and then he's like, "And I make sushi." Like, and I make sushi, and we could take and we could take that shit to go. You know, like, hey, all the Drake vibes on this shit right now by by Elliot. I was like, by the way, I did I do sushi. What's up? He's like, we could take it to go. Don't even I play, play it. with like, that fish, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goddamn! Okay, hold on. We gonna have to <laughs> warning. <laughs> all right, Ray. Yeah, uh, my name is Ray. I'm 23. Um, I also am a bartender at the Night Shift with Elliot, and I work with uh, Danny over here. It's not the Night Shift. It's, it's Night it's, Shift. It's Night Shift. I, that was night one of the shift. biggest things that I asked. I was like, so is it the Night Shift, or is it just Night Shift? Um, but yeah, I've been a bartender for going on five years. Um, I started the industry pretty young. Um, I did a bunch of corporate jobs. So I worked for companies like Papa's. I did company. Uh, I worked with Landry's. Uh, I worked with the Hilton. Um, so yeah, they got me on cause I mean, pretty much I'm just really a guest oriented bartender pretty much. Um, but no, some things about me, like I, I really love traveling. I've been blessed enough to have a couple of opportunities to be in some other different uh, countries. Um, I've done Germany, Florida. Uh, I didn't, I did, I did the great, <laughs> I did the great country of Florida. Uh, oh my God. Sorry, guys. There's a lot of inside <laughs> jokes between us. That's why we're always at work joking around and shit. Because we have, like, these little things where we, where they bullshit and we call each other on. A few months back, Ray was actually sick, but he had uploaded a photo on Instagram of being in Destin. <laughs> so we all started saying, like, oh, shit, Ray's over here bullshitting us and is actually in Destin. So the joke is, is that Ray's always in Florida. All right? So that's what we joke about <clears> it. No, uh, I, mean, I love them for that. Like I said, like there's there there are a lot of inside jokes that we have, but we've all been spending like so much time with each other, um, and being at work so often. Like we we just love having each other's company and just goofing off. Um, but when time comes to it, like being being at the bar and trying to be one of the best bars, like that's that's really what we're caring about because okay. we we all love each other at the end of the day. And um, night shift is going to be one of the most amazing spots in Houston, one hundred percent for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, I like that, man. I like it like how we, like, like the other day, one of the guys asked me, like, have y'all worked anywhere else before, like, together? And I'm like, nah. He's like, man, y'all act like a family. And, like, we did a lot of team building Tuesdays, that's why. Like, for sure, you know, we we got to know each other very well. We've had drinks with each other. We've hung out after work, talked about our fucking lives. And, like, just like, uh, what was it, last week when we were at the rooftop, like, we were dapping up and we... And Elliot just straight up told me, like, dog, I love you, bro. And I was like, I love you too, dog. He's like, man, like, we hit it off really fucking well. So I, I'm, I'm happy about the team that we have, you know. I'm happy about, like, how we how we all respect each other, but we also joke around each, with each other like we're siblings. So that, that to me, that's the best thing about being at work every day, you know, is that I know that whoever I'm working with, I'm going to be able to have a good time with. So, And it doesn't feel like work. It feels like we're just hanging out. Yeah, dude, that's the thing about me, too. Like, 
I'm very appreciative that I get along with all of y'all. Like, I don't complain about going into work. I could be very sleep deprived, feeling like shit. But I'm, I'm not complaining about going to work. <laughs> it's it's family, though. Like, and the best team building Tuesday was the first one, and they just kept going from there, you know? So, I, I enjoy it, man. I, I, I'm really, very, very grateful to have you guys on the team. And um, shit. To many more, man, after that, for sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like oh, yeah, I, 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 I've been telling everybody. Like I don't, I don't see myself going to a different spa, uh, spot for another while, because um, like I really just enjoy being at at night shift. Like honestly, like I worked at places where I worked so many hours, but the next day I'm always dreading going back to work because I'm like I'm running on like two three hours of sleep and like this shit ain't it. But like the schedule that we have at night shift and like the hours that we're working, like. I love showing up to work and giving it my 110% every day that I show up. So yeah. I, I like, well, like what Elia's saying, like, I think we both really appreciate being over at Night Shift, honestly. Yeah. No, that's cool. Now, let's take it back a little bit. Like, let, let's take it back to how you got into the industry. Either one of you, whoever wants to go first. <clears throat> I unintentionally got into this shit, man. Um, honestly, I was like, I was like, I I never want to be working in a restaurant. And, uh, shit, first re- first job I had was at a restaurant. Um, I hated that shit. What restaurant? I was Genghis mind. Grill. Oh shit! Yeah, now you know Genghis Grill. <laughs> yeah, dude, it ain't, it ain't shit for a high school shit. student. Man, I was like, whatever. Um, did that turn me off the whole idea of a restaurant? Um, ended up doing a bunch of little other gigs. Um, I started working at State Farm at one point. Worked oh, there shit. for about two, three years, doing like sales and customer service, billing stuff like that. Um, eventually, like towards the last six months or so, I just stopped caring. Like, I'd be drinking on the job. Like, I'd be filling up a thermos full of whiskey and shit. Oh shit! And eventually, the owner he was like, "Yo, Elliot, um, either you need to step your shit up or find yourself a new job." I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> this was at State Farm. Yeah. Oh shit. And then no uh, your cells were so high. Did you disappear at any point when you were like like a neighbor and then boom you were like fucking gone? <laughs> Is that ever happened? Like, oh shit, I'm at a bar now. <laughs> no man, uh, and actually that same day that um he told me that my friend hit me up. She was like she worked at Raw Sushi, her name's Crystal. She worked she worked at Raw Sushi, she has a service, she was like, Hey yo, um do you want to come be a sushi chef? Like, uh yeah, sure, well why not? And it just happened from there. Oh, shit. Quit my job the next day. Started raw sushi the following, following day. And uh, it kind of put me on. Like, I liked it. It was very, very artistic. Like, I'm into arts, artsy stuff. Like, I used to kind of half-ass draw. Yeah. Um, I'm somewhat into photography. I like art. Um, and this was another way to kind of express that. So. You share some common grounds, man. Yeah. So I did that. Did that, like, within the first two, three weeks I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is fucking dope. So then I found out about that place called Uchi, and I'm like, hey, let me go try to work over there, because I think I'm such a badass now after two weeks in this shit. <laughs> I go to Uchi, man, it's like a slap across the face. <laughs> then I really see what the shit's really like. Yeah. And that really put me on, like, okay, now it kind of fueled me. I was like, but I know I ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it humbled you. You were like, you know, like, damn, like, I thought I was ready for this shit, and I'm not, like, 
how the fuck am I going to get to this level now? Yeah, And dude. it drives you to pushing yourself to learn it faster and get to that level, you know? So I, I completely understand, man. I've, I had my humble moment in the kitchen, too, you know? Uh, growing up, I wanted to, like, being at Shipley's all my life, right? And then when I finally stepped out and got into an actual kitchen, I was like, oh, well, I'm in a culinary school. I'm going to hop in here and just fucking start working and shit and making cool shit. And I went in there, and they're like, nah, you playing desserts. Go sit your ass over there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> it, it, it fucking humbles you, man. It, it puts you, like, to be like, man, like, you got to respect the person that's been doing this for a minute. Yeah. Before you think you can say, like, oh, I can do this, you know? Definitely, man. So, and for me, like, now, like, ever since, like, I started running kitchen and stuff, my goal was always to, like, teach whoever's under me to learn how to do that shit. That way... If they're if they really want to do it, they'll follow through with it. If they don't want to do it, then it's nothing to them, you know. But pushing people to see if they're willing to give it a, a shot, you know, you just never know what talent you have, you know. So, for sure. So what happened after that? Um, went back to raw sushi. Kept doing that for a couple of months. Um, shoot, management fell through, and I quit. Um, I quit. I was like, well, let me go do something else. Uh, go do electrician, uh, apprentice electrician work for like about a month or two, and it was straight. It was cool. Uh, some money wasn't there, and I, even when I was like digging tunnels and shit, I was thinking about doing sushi. So like, well, kind of want to get out of this. So I just happened to go apply at Nobu, and they're like, hey, fuck it, come through, work. They gave me a job like on the spot, and I just kind of carried on from there. That's badass. How was it working there? The experience? Stressful. Really? Hell yeah. It was stressful. It was cool. It was like every day was learning. Um, I feel like I learned from probably some of the best. I mean, I had a traditional Japanese dude teaching me, and uh, his his su was a Korean guy that trained in Japan. Um, great people to learn from, man. It, it was just a stressful job because everything is very very precise. If, yeah, if something's be. off by a little bit, you're gonna get your ass chewed out. Um, but it's definitely a learning lesson. I'm. It's stuff that I still carry to this day. I think that's why, like, so certain things that I, I caught on so well over here, um, it's all just attention to detail, man. Mm-hmm. Trying to work fast, trying to be efficient about everything you do. You're not trying to waste time. And I guess that's where, like, Justin and Patrick reflect with you. Like, they were both in the kitchen on their way into a bar. Mm-hmm. And that's where kind of where I'm at right now, too. You know, like, I love the kitchen and everything, but, like, I tell you guys, like, I'm going to eventually, like, hop back there you know right and i'm gonna start doing my shit too you know so i see where you're coming from man like there's excitement there like you know you there's a challenge that you're like i there's an unknown field you've touched yet mm-hmm. and you're like man this can tie into what i already know you know and before you know it you'll be probably making cocktails with fish sauce <laughs> <laughs> the man that little fish <laughs> yeah, like Patrick was telling me yesterday, he did a drink with a uh, squid ink, man. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Like some color, some tanginess. That's really cool. And that's cool, man. I didn't know you were like, I know we're like into hip hop almost the same, but I didn't know you were into like art as well. Yeah. That's badass. It's cool. I took a little art class last summer. It was very interesting. So the fucked up thing about school is like, you don't really be paying attention, like focusing too much on the things that matter. You more putting more attention on the shit that bores you yeah do you think that's what's supposed to get you yeah. through yeah I, I i did art also in college and uh you know when i had a, this clothing brand back in 2011 mm-hmm. i was doing like like you know i was learning about like clothing and stuff like that in school i don't want to say fashion design because it wasn't fashion but it was just like i was learning how to make a market brand you know like 
t-shirts, jeans, shit like that to try to grow a brand that I had created. But, you know, you don't, I feel like you won't put as much attention in school unless you find something you're really passionate about. Right. You know, so like doing the basics and all this shit, you're like, uh, like, why I have to take this shit, you know? But then you find like yourself in like, you know, like culinary school or like graphic designing, something that you really like, you're like, shit, like, I want to do this every day, you know? Mm -hmm. Like for me, like cooking never gets me tired. Yeah, like my body will get tired a little bit here and there, but. I love being in the kitchen, man. Like that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I completely understand what you're saying. When it, when it comes to school, unless you're really passionate about it, you're not gonna give a fuck about it. Yeah. You know? What about you, Ray? Wait for which question? For industry or yeah? yeah. How'd you get in the industry? So, not necessarily the industry, but I, at a younger age, um, my my grandma in in Mexico had a little candy store. And so ever since then, I would always like help run the little candy shop, like the little corner store that are traditionally like in all the spots in, in Mexico. Um, and after that, like kids would come up, we sell candy, paletas, like all this stuff, you know. Uh, and then eventually I got to where I was like 12, 13, 14. Um, every weekend, my mom and I would go to the flea market and just sell uh, breakfast tacos to the vendors because uh, some spots, uh, the vendors really wouldn't leave their spots. To go get food so we would like walk around and offer them breakfast and stuff like that and that was like the first step that i actually took to 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 like helping and servicing people pretty much uh, then my first actual job like legally was domino's um i did that that was my first job in high school after that slowly transitioned to working as a busser at olive garden um again another corporate job um and then eventually i became 18 i was able to serve my friend was trying to get me to work for the Papa's uh, restaurant company. Um, and they told me that they weren't hiring at the time. So I got turned away and I started doing some some carpet work. Um, I think that was like the most labor intensive job that I ever actually did. Um, and then eventually I went back to apply again. They hired me on the spot and I've been serving tables ever since. Um, and then eventually I was able to get the opportunity to work behind the bar at one location, uh, downtown Houston. Um, and then after then, I just started working on my craft little by little. Was fortunate enough to work at some 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 cool spots, um, and now I'm at Night Shift. Hopefully, I get to work on my craft a little bit more. Um, they did give me the blessing to probably work on our Michelada mix, so our, our Bloody Don't Mary people, mix. Man. Don't tell people that shit. So I'll I, don't, be, I don't want them to know you the the, the shit you're about to put. I, out, I got. So. I, I'm not gonna spill no secrets, but uh, I'll be in charge of that, and hopefully. Whatever comes out will be will be really good to the public, you know. Fuck yeah! Now, um, so far it's been what three weeks since we opened night shift. But three been, weeks, but it feels but like. We, but we've been a together year. for probably like two months now. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, two months, almost three months. Um, how do you feel about like the whole process of opening a spot? Because I don't know, have you guys ever opened any places? Uh, yeah, I've been I've been in charge of some projects of uh, opening up some new spots. Um, it's always rough. Cause you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches sometimes. When you have high expectations for certain spots and and it doesn't go the way you plan it, it could be really stressful. But also learning to be fluid with it is just it just takes so much stress off. Um, especially like depending on how big the project might be, you know. How about you? Nah, this is a, this is the first time I ever um, dealt with an opening before, but it. It's been badass, man. Like watching shit go from nothing to something. 
Like you saw how um, the night shift space was before all of that was like in there. On one weekend before we opened, like it was. Still and like, we just pulled something out our asses and made it work. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no paint on the walls, nothing. Do you remember that shit, dude? <sighs> but Ducey owes me twenty dollars, like, by the way, on that. Is that what? Ducey owes me twenty dollars on that, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, he bet me too. Yeah. I remember he's like, "Man, we ain't going open." I'm like, "Yes, we will, bro." I I saw them flip Ronan in like a weekend. I'm like, "You guys, they're gonna do this shit again." He's like, nah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm like, watch. I know these guys. They're going to fucking, like, bring everybody in there. Shit, the, 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 the admin people were in there putting stuff together, too. Remember that shit? Like, <laughs> that just let you know they brought all hands on board for that shit, dude. I think they had their families out there working <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So they made it happen, man. And they're still working on it. I mean, it was the patio, badass. The patio's in the works still. It should be done pretty soon. But as far as the process, what I meant was, like, how was... Uh, you saw how I like pulled that back. You were like, "How are we gonna talk about?" I'm a pro. All right, just let y'all know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as what I meant was to go, you know, a little bit further into detail. Like, how did you guys feel about the process of like joining the team, learning the 140 cocktails, and then being like, "All right, we're putting, to, we're we're getting put to the test to practice these," and then how you guys were part of the practice, like, you know, the little trials that we're doing, like speed trials and all this shit. And then, like, as you're working your way, they're like, all right, like, next week we're going to open. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) How was all that? Like, take me from the beginning, middle, to opening the fucking bar. Dude, I was anxious the whole time. Like, I'm a baby into this. Like, everybody there has bar experience. So, like, uh, okay, so when are you going to fire me? (laughs) When are y'all going to tell me I'm just going to be a bar back the whole time? We're waiting the whole time. (laughs) So... It's official now. You're officially the bar bag. Like we just wanted to tell you on the podcast, so everybody knew that shit. <laughs> you will never touch a bottle again. Right? Damn. I, like honestly, I think uh, like the transition of like whenever we first got hired on, because like Elliot was saying, like he's brand new to the bar community. Like yeah, he he he's like been to some spots and like knows like spirits like when it comes to drinking, but when it comes to building a cocktail, like. The, the the team that we have has some sort of slight experience behind the like the bar when or working with a type of spirit or or, or any type of alcohol like because we have mark on deck too he's never been a bartender but when it comes to a brewery homie knows his stuff so like, i think that's really cool that we have a really good amount like a staff that knows a little it's bit of everything knowledge of, of yeah behind of a bar like either beer wine you know, like Patrick knows a lot about wine. So yeah, like beer, wine, spirits, cocktails. You know, liqueurs. So I get it. So I think I think whenever we first got started on and like the hiring process and everything, like that was really intriguing to see who was going to be on part of the team. Um, whenever I first showed up to the whole, like literally the first day of training, like some of these people already kind of knew each other. You know, like they've been part of the service industry. They all worked at White Rhino, no? <laughs> <laughs> Josie. <laughs> Elliot, I'm oh, not Elliot. Uh, Ducey, Ducey worked that way right now. Worked, uh, Mark, Mark, worked that? yeah, Mark. Mark uh, and then Jen, Jen worked across the street at Voodoo. At Voodoo, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, but that that was really interesting. But then doing like the whole 140 cocktail Wait, Taylor list. Taylor too. I just thought about it. Taylor worked. Taylor worked right He he said he had like a shift there oh, or something. Yeah. Like one shift. No. <laughs> I think Josie fired him. That's why he <laughs> <laughs> got beef, bro. Uh, <laughs> No, but it was it was really cool and it, yeah, like Ellie was saying, like he was anxious. Um, I was a little bit more like on the stress side because 140 cocktails and getting tested on every single one of them, like that's that's slightly stressful, and especially like when you're working at like specific like ounces, 
with a lot of these different cocktails, like a bar spoon and a quarter of an ounce make a huge difference when it comes to a cocktail. Like, like that's really cool with, with like Patrick, like the science behind everything when, when especially it comes to building like the perfect cocktail, like those little things can make a break whether or not the, the, the cocktail comes out good or not, you know? I think the, the, like the coolest thing about all this shit and like the one I think is beautiful is the fucking gastronomy that goes behind it. Oh like, yeah. When you're back there and you guys are like clarifying shit or like uh, carbonating stuff or adding like the little fucking like what is it S10 or whatever the fuck the little powders and all that stuff yeah. to, to make a cocktail be what it is I think that's the coolest shit you know and I've told Patrick and Justin I'm like I want to get to to where you guys teach me how to use those things to incorporate it into my food that way there's like astronomy behind what I make you know yeah um no, yeah, that that alone too. It's rad as hell. Like a lot of other places, I'm gonna show you that. Like, who else carbonates? Maybe like one, two other those spots, but here in Houston, yeah, there's other bars and yeah. other cities and shit that are are into it now. But you know, but like even playing with like the preservatives and these acids and how we kind of are manipulating shit, like stuff that you would get at what like factory made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time when they're there, they're like, "Man, this is very delicious" or whatever. I'm like, "Well, we make." All our syrups in house, all our like all our juices and everything is all in house. So there is no, we're getting a shipment from a fucking company that's bringing us lemon juice or lime juice or fucking orange juice. Everything is made in here. Everything inside that cocktail was made in house, and people are shocked about that shit. They're like, "Damn, I didn't." That's pretty cool. Like I never knew that. I'm like, yeah, a lot of bars. They, I'm not taking anything away from any other bars, but just. You know, other bars see it a different way. These guys see it as more like, I want to be legit to the game and give people the, like, most pure, natural cocktail that I could give them. So they go into that with that, you know, with that mindset of, like, giving you the best cocktail with the most natural stuff they can they can use, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fucking dope. And it's cool seeing you guys, like, do your production and learning that process. So that way, if you ever decide to, like, move on and do your own thing, you already have that background training in your head. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's fucking dope. Um, so, going into now the conversation of, like, midway through to now opening the bar, being open for three weeks, how do you feel the bar? How do you like it? What's have, what have been some of the, like, funny things and memorable things that you've, that you've come across? Uh, what are some of the things that you look forward to besides girls showing up to the bar? Cause I know you guys talk about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, I think the the coolest thing about being open for like almost three weeks now is we've already established some regulars, um, which I feel like, like Will Will's one of them. Will, right? my, my boy Will, bro, stopping by every other night. Will come through every night, dog. Shouts out to Will. You Shouts know what out saying? to Will. He has his man. own. He has his own seat at the bar already. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, that's really cool. I think I think getting people excited over over our food menu too. We're only gonna be adding more stuff onto there. I've been getting man. a lot of people excited about that for sure. And the thing is that like I'm putting shit out like quietly. Oh, and for then, sure, like, it's bro. Shit they've never had. It's like yeah. so subtle. Yeah. So I and mean, like people are just trusting us now too. Like the regulars, like yeah, let me get that. You say it's good, bet. All right, let me have it. Yeah. And like, and we don't really have complaints about it. Like I think getting people started off with like what their palate is. Like yeah, you'll have one cocktail that's a hit or miss, but like maybe that's not something that they're into like at all. You know. Um, but I think that's one of the coolest things about like all they have, like being able to work at a spot where you can have so many good interactions with, with the people that stop by. I think that's truly what's important. Um, because I've strayed away from working at like high volume places or clubs like that because you don't get those interactions with people, you know? Yeah. And for us being a bar that just so happens to have 
dope ass drinks, but also some dope ass food. Like I think that's that's really awesome. What we'll, we'll, we can probably do with that spot, you know? Okay. Now, um, what do you see yourself doing with 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 what you're learning now? Do you see yourself traveling with it, going to like another country with it, or maybe Cuba or or Italy? Like, do you see yourself visiting these places and learning more about their cultural? backgrounds and, and the drinks that they had or, or like uh you know like uh like the mojito you know what i'm saying like things like yeah. that like do you see yourself traveling to learn more about these things and then like putting it into your own craft or do you see it as like for now i'll just learn here and maybe i'll do that but because i've seen like like justin and i we've talked about like you know for an idea we have to like travel to mexico and be, go out there and like sit out there for a while and learn about the culture of like what it's like the tropical culture in cocktails and then the, the tropical culture of street food and putting that together, you know? So do you see yourself traveling to these places and like learning more about their, you know, their history and, and spirits and cocktails and then seeing how you can influence that and bring that into a city like Houston? Yeah, I would definitely love to do that. I mean, that's how you get more knowledge out of it. Um, you learn more from where certain things come from. Like, I mean, where, where, like, if you go to France to learn about wines, you're going to learn a little more than you can from a textbook. You go to a, what, uh, what they call them? A vineyard? Yeah. You go to a vineyard, you could see how they do it, understand things a little better, get, uh, tastings. Learn a lot more about all that stuff. Get a little more in depth in what you can see back here, um, more into the culture as well. Let's send a shout out to Matt so he can send us all to to France to, to so we can learn more about chartreuse and shit. chartreuse. Real quick, bro. Let's go hang out with the monks one time, man. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. I'm down. Get that one time just, for the one wear, time. Just wear the gown, nothing under it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> chartreuse. I'm ahead of you. No dog. offense to the monks, bro. We just you know we're ready to get down and drink. So, by the way, we all love chartreuse here too. Yeah, so. shouts out to chartreuse. We're not sponsored by him, but we are currently. So just in case anybody wants to know, send us a hat, Matt. We got we got a couple a couple <laughs> bottles over here in house. He's like, I already sent you guys enough bottles, bro. <laughs> but I don't mind this. dropping off a few more. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> now I think I think being able to go to a country and and truly appreciate their culture, like you guys are saying, to probably do that, like for Mexico. Yeah. I think for Italy would also be like a really cool spot, not only with their history with with wine. But also their food. I mean, when it comes to, like, food, like, nowadays, like, so many people are, like, super into pasta. But they're into more westernized idea of, of pasta. Let's go to Modena. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, like, there's, there's only so much that we're actually being exposed to over here that's been brought from over mm-hmm. there. So, it, it you can bring back something from anywhere you go. Like, even, like, with the bartending shit, you could just go to New York and learn yeah. some stuff by just watching these bartenders at work. So, yeah. one, one, of, one, of my, one of my biggest dreams when it came to, 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 to working behind a bar or, like, ever opening up a bar was having, like, a really small five-seater with, like, one table. Because uh, there's this one guy who owns one of the oldest bars in Italy who has that kind of that same idea, and he's still running to this day. And I think that that would be really cool to check out over there and try to see how I can get like get that slight influence to probably like follow that idea, you know? Yeah. I used to want to do that idea like with the small omakase thing. Oh. Like a little yeah. same yeah. thing like five to yeah. ten seater, yeah. like very intimate. Whatever I have on on whatever I just got from the fish company is what I'm gonna serve you. Just fuck around with it. I mean, same, like same concept, man. So I did a uh, in culinary school. Um, one of my chefs there that's like that's 
to this day, this guy is like one of the coolest fucking people in the world. He used to work at a at a uh, open mission, you know, where they would take people, you know, that were trying to recover from drug addictions and you know better themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I did uh, for extra credit at school. I went in and I went into their kitchen to cook with them, you know. The people that were there in the kitchen that were like, you know, people that were staying there that were trying to become, you know, they were recovering. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to better themselves. They had to learn how to cook with the uh, ingredients and food that was donated to them. So, like, Domino's would be like, well, we got all this fucking dough that's about to go bad. We're going to send you all, all these fucking pizzas. So, they would have all these, like, cold pizzas, and then they would just, like, make something out of it, you know? Um it was so cool, and I guess that's what helped me also. Like, I mean, of course, I've after a while, I've developed it even better, but that was one of the things that helped me, like, think on the fly of how to put stuff together, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like at when, Taylor's? Like at Taylor's, whenever you did the quesadillas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we were fucking drunk, but we were all, like, together. It was the first night we had open up night shift. It was a friends and family, right? We went back to his place, and then he was like, bro, I only got, like, the small pack of HB tortillas and this cheese. And I was like, I'm going to stretch that shit. Like, I'm going to figure it out. But I did it. But I was going back to it, like, um, it helps me, like, develop things on the fly. You know, like, ideas. Like, uh, for example, there was one time that I brought y'all, like, they had one of the one of the uh, vendors had brought us, uh, like, samples and shit mm-hmm. for us to, like, want to use. And to us, we're like, well, we're not going to use frozen shit. Like, everything we're going to make in-house, just like how we do in the cocktails, we're going to do the same shit with food. We're going to make it all in-house. All fresh. And then, yeah, push it out, right? Mm-hmm. So they brought us, like, frozen samples or whatever. And I remember I fried everything. And I was like, this needs a sauce. This needs that. And then that's when the egg rolls were inside coated into a sauce. Yeah. The wings, remember the wings? Yeah, we're like, I remember the chicken wings. <laughs> and then, like, I just let the sauce sit there. And then I'm like, all right, like, it's been sitting there for a while. Let me throw it back into the wings. And everybody's like, man, these fucking wings are amazing, man. I was like, like, the same wings you had earlier. Yeah. <laughs> On the spot, but, yeah. Bro. I mean, it just it helps you build up a skill of how to, you know, um, that instant critical thinking. You know, it's yeah. just like right then, right then and there. You know, yeah. Um, so just to let everyone know, I'm not gonna put this person on the spot, but somebody just broke the seal. Ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, right. So let's talk more about you right now while while uh, Elliot had to step out. Oh, for sure, for sure. Catch up with his girlfriend outside. Uh, which one <laughs> which one <laughs> dang nah um so where do you see yourself with you know in the i don't i want to say mixology world or so i like in the world of craft bartending do you see yourself growing into possibly opening a bar one day or your goals of like maybe just being a world-class bartender you know so one of the one of the biggest things too, by the way, so to let everybody know, I'm I'm 23, um, and I'm also the youngest one on the team, so a he lot of me, you know, I'm I'm shut the fuck, 21. Hey, 21. <laughs> uh, no, I am the youngest one on the team right now. Um, so a lot of these people have a lot more experience than I do when it comes to to working at a bar that's already been established, you know, with with clientele and and with the regulars and stuff like that. Um, I truly just being at night shift, I really just want to keep an open mind on how to develop great cocktails, how to balance out those cocktails as well. And also just being able to provide experiences to, to the, the guests that stop by, you know, I think that was one of the biggest things why they, they got me on the team. But at first it was a really big goal of mine to, to open up a bar in the future. Um, but I think I rather 
would prefer to travel um, and have the opportunity to work behind the bar at a lot of different spaces, like in different cities. Um, I do see a lot of travel in my future in the next couple of years, um, hopefully. Um, and then I'll probably take on the opportunity to see if I can estage in certain places um, and and see what I can do from there. And probably, I'm not going to lie, I would want to give being a world-class a shot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, one of my mentors always said, like, you know, why, you know, in the in the world, like, because I use hip-hop a, a lot as my reference. And one of my mentors, Fernando, shouts out to him. He, he's been on the podcast. I think I've introduced him to you at, at yeah. Night Shift. Um, he told me once, and I never forgot this shit. He's like, you know, he, he brought fighting and hip-hop into the same world and put it into cooking for me. And he said, look, um, what's one thing you recognize about rappers? And I'm like, uh, I couldn't think of it on the point. He goes, you notice they're cocky with their raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're very confident. You know, they'll they'll be like, um, I'm the best or whatever, you know. And then you think of fighters and you think Mike Tyson. And he's always like, I'm the best. I'm the most ferocious. I'm, you know, blah, 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 right? You hear Conor McGregor say the same shit, right? So he said, they... Their mentality—they're already the best, you know. Now they just have to push themselves to actually, you know, get to that point. Yeah. You know, it's like, for example, a female fighter, Thug Rose Namajunas. Like, dude, when she fought last. Yes. Before the fight even started, she just she, kept saying, "I'm the she best." She already knew. She already I'm knew, best. bro. I'm the best. Spoke I'm that shit best. into existence, and then bro. Went in there, fucked the other fighter up. Got the dub. Got the fucking dub. And then when they asked her. That Joe Rogan was like, you know, we kept seeing you say I'm the best, and she says, because I am the best, and the whole crowd lost their shit, you know. But she was already saying it, it, bro. She was already saying it, it. yeah. And same thing with 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 Moreno that just recently won the Mexican title. Same shit. He was like, not today. Soy el mejor. Soy el mejor. He kept saying, you know. And he kept saying, si se puede, and like on the corner. And he said when they interviewed him that he took her as his as his like reference for him to be the best, and he won that fucking fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you say like, "Man, I'm gonna be the best fucking one of the world class bartenders," you're gonna push yourself to it. See, like I that, always tell y'all, and I'm not joking around. Like, no, one hundred percent work. Like, you know, I, in like, the kitchen, I'm confident, and I, and I even tell the staff in the kitchen, like, "Dog, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I know I'm gonna push myself, day, and I know I'm every gonna day. hit it hard." And I'm going to do the best that I fucking can. And if shit goes wrong, I know I'm going to get myself from, up from it, you know? Yeah. Same thing I tell y'all when it comes to the bar. I'm like, dude, I'm going to hop back there one day. No, well, we'll yeah. definitely see you back there, man, and for gonna sure, I'm going to fucking man. do my fucking thing back there, too, you know? Because I believe I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the mentality I have with anything I fucking do. You know? I tell Justin and Patrick all the time, like, we're going to make this fucking bar the best fucking bar in Houston. And we're going to get, you know, we're going to be the best fucking bar in the U.S. And if he comes... The best bar in the world will become part of the best bars in the world. But that's the fucking goal, and we're going to stick with it, you know? And I tell them, and they look at me, and they're like, yeah, we are. Like, we're going to do it. Like, once I know I'm believing, and they and I see the reaction, and they believe it too, we know we're going to fucking do it, you know? Um, with that, I want to say, like, seeing yourself possibly being on that list one day, being a world-class bartender and stuff, um... Going back, you know, you're still young. You're 23. Yeah. Do you remember the first drink you had or the first beer or the first anything? And do, I mean, most likely it was under 21. Oh, but, 100%. But do you remember it and do you remember the atmosphere you were in and the people you were with and 
what you felt after you had your first coffee. So the first, I can remember the first time I actually had like a beer. I like, I, I'm like not as a sip of beer, but like I actually drink a full beer by myself. Was, I mean, growing up in the Latin culture, I'm like, you start drinking fairly at a younger age, you know? Yeah. The legal age is 18, but I started drinking at 15. Mm-hmm. So I was like really young. Um, that was the first time I ever had like my first actual beer. But then after then, like I really would stray away from beer. Um, my very first cocktail, I think it was a whiskey sour. I think that was my very first really? actual cocktail. Okay. And like not 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 like not like the bullshit whiskey sour. Like it was the actual like whiskey sour with like the egg yolk. Like it was super frothy. Legit. It was like a legit whiskey sour. Um, I had a shit, I had a fake. Me, not the shit me and Elliot had that one night. No, not that not that shit, bro. Fucking weird ass like. It was literally it was like just soda, some sour soda, or sweet and sour like pre made mix oh, with just a fucking shot of whiskey. Like literally, yeah. it's just like a margarita, but with a shot of whiskey yeah, instead of the fucking tequila, bro. Yeah. No, um. Mezcal and tequila, I would always drink on the come up growing up for sure. Uh, I mean, being in Mexico, I mean, that's what we had available. Um, I had my first my first cocktail. I had a the I had a fake at 19. So by like 21, like I had already been to majority of all the spots, like <laughs> like all the good cocktail places like I had already tried. So whenever I turned 21, like I was like, well, I've already tried so many amazing cocktails. Like now, I think I'd just rather learn how to make them yeah. instead of just like getting drunk off them, pretty much, you know. Yeah. But I think I, that's that's when I first started truly appreciating like all the liquors and all the different spirits that were available. Because mm-hmm. um, some spots that I worked at, we had a really good selection of of certain shit. Like our well was like Tito's and not fucking Taka, you know, <laughs> the shit that gives everybody nightmares. Oh, dude, I you don't understand how many people I've seen with that shit. Actually, not to bring this up and make this weird, but there was somebody I knew that passed away, and when they found the bottle, because they passed away, you know, and yeah, with it, uh, it was a bottle of Taka next to it. Fuck Nothing that, against Taka or anything like that, but just you know, you drink responsibly. But drink I feel responsible, like, but you know, like, like I feel like I, I, so I kind of didn't do college straight away right after high school, so I really didn't have those those nights of partying with with cheap spirits and and just getting drunk off whatever you can get your hands on. Um, I started drinking rum and Coke early on, but I was drinking like good rum, not like, not no Ron Rio type stuff. Like I was drinking stuff like really good stuff and getting drunk off that and then furthering on like appreciating the actual liquor that I was putting into my body and not like- Not promoting people to get drunk or anything, but just, you know. Yeah. Um, Elliot, for you, like, do you, I want to ask, because you weren't here right now, I asked him, like, go, go, uh, do you see yourself, like, ever being in the world-class bartender's list, or where do you see yourself with bartending, like, do you see yourself growing with it, or anything like that? I was telling him, uh, because you you weren't in here right now, but I was telling him how, like, one of my mentors, you know, had put, you know, planted in my head how... Like, in order for you to be the best, you have to, like, tell yourself you're the best, right? And, and believe it in yourself. And, like, he brought up how, like, hip-hop and, like, fighters are almost the same, where hip-hop artists are always claiming, like, how they're the best, they're most ruthless, you know, when it comes to, like, rapping and shit, right? And, and uh, like, you know, the most gangster and shit, right? And then you go to fighters and you think about Tyson, and he was like, I'm the most ferocious, I'm this, I'm that, you know? 
I'll make you fucking love me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, yeah. They put you in that fucking like mental state where you're like, oh fuck, this guy is the best, and he's fucking scary. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that you can see yourself falling into the category of world class bartenders, or what do you see yourself doing with this in the future? I do, man. Um, I mean, it's something I definitely want to grow into. You know, I'm like. I'm all laid into this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... I'm, Are you still young, bro? You're regardless young. of the fact. You're still young. You know what I would consider late getting into an industry like this? Uh-huh. 40. Because even, even 30, you still have, like, 10 years to be, like, fucking going hard, getting your name out there, you uh-huh. know? I think hopping into an industry like this at 40, it's a little bit harder for you, Fair. you know? Yeah. Even, like, for a chef. A chef at 30, you could have said, I was in culinary school, was an attorney, was a lawyer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I discovered a passion for food and took that shit on it, you know, as a life thing, right? But if you say, like, man, I decided to be a chef at 40, you're like, man, it's going to be very hard for you to become right. fucking famous or be great because you already wasted basically 10, 20 years of your life, and now you have a lot to catch up on, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you see yourself being in that class of, of, of bartender? Yeah, man, I want to be. Um, I'm already all in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I made this leap. I'm just trying to build a foundation and get my basic knowledge and how to start actually building things and making things off out of scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to pair certain different uh, liqueurs with certain spirits and certain juices or whatever to make some weird ass thing that somehow tastes good. Yeah, you know, because that's all it, what it what it really is. Like even yesterday when Ducey was doing some R and D shit, like. There's some off the wall stuff you're doing. It just it makes sense though. It's it's yeah. it's I mean, it's, it's simple, day, but it's very. The thing is, we're taught to like grab all these like rare, you know, beautiful things to use, right? But we don't think about the things we overlook. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody really thinks cilantro is a big fucking deal. Yeah, but it makes a big fucking deal in Mexican cuisine, right? You don't think that you know, uh, chives make a fucking difference on the dish. But then you put it over some salmon, you put it over some shrimp, or you put it over something, and you're like, man, that actually made a slight difference, you know? Mm-hmm. We overlook these minor little things that can change the whole fucking floor plan to something you already have, right? Right. So the same thing, I'm guessing, with cocktails. Like, people can be like, oh, you know, you can use lime juice, lemon juice, a syrup, syrup uh, turbo, whatever it is, whiskey, or gin, or vodka, whatever. But you don't think, like, man, what if that orange peel makes a difference when you put it inside the old fashioned, you know? That spritz of of, uh, of bitters. Or absinthe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't think about those things, and then when you actually start thinking about those things, you're like, oh, fuck, it doesn't work without it. Yeah, like when you try to, when you make something, kind of dissect it, like take, some, take an element away from what it consists of originally, you'll see the differences. Yeah. You'll see like, okay, this is why this needs to be here. Yeah, and then you see, like, when I see you guys shake a cocktail, and Justin's like, I want that shit to be, like, you need to shake it a little bit longer, and then you pour it again, and you do another one right next to the first one you did, and you see the difference of color, texture, and then the head of the of the cocktail. Yeah. yeah. You're like, fuck, a couple more shakes did make a fucking difference, you know? A couple more stirs, the dilute, dilution of, of, like, when you're stirring the fucking old-fashioned or whatever it is, like, those little things play a big fucking role, and that's why that drink comes out the way it comes out. You right. know? Um, so the, uh, the other question I asked him that I want to ask you is if you can go back and think of, uh, of a cocktail, uh, cause we're about to wrap up, but we're going to go back and, and think of a cocktail, um, that you felt was like your first cocktail that you ever had, which one was it? And do you remember the scenery where you were at, like who you're with, 
or what age, you know, because I'm pretty sure you drank before 21, you know. Yeah, but I was drinking like trash, dude. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying the best. I mean, the first time you ever had alcohol. Yeah, the first time I ever had alcohol would probably be a Corona back when I was like 14, 15, dude. <laughs> That's the same thing I said, dude. <laughs> but like cocktail, like anything mix is considered a cocktail, right? Yeah. Shit, man. What the fuck were you mixing back then? <laughs> so, for me. I can't remember. For me, and I know my family's going to hear this, like uh-huh. my siblings and shit. I don't know if they ever knew about this or not, but I was seven years old when I had my first beer. Oh, my God. And I was in San Luis Potosí. Uh, and it was with a cousin of mine, the one that I told you I played professional soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was younger than me. He was probably like five or six. Mm-hmm. And he already knew what the fuck he was doing. He's the one that told me, like, hey, I'm going to go grab a beer and let's go drink it over there by the restroom. So nobody's going to be in there. So let's go let's go over there and pop it open. I'm like, all right, cool. I went in there. We had the beer and I thought it was fucking disgusting. But he was like, man, it's cool. Like, just put lime in it. I see my, oh, uncles, yeah. put, I see my uncles put lime in it and salt make, all the make time. Make it taste better. Make it taste and better. And I'm like, all right. And we sipped that shit. And then we were like, Okay, I guess we just drank a fucking beer and we're like, cool. That's it. Right? The first time I ever had a cocktail was a Paloma. Uh-huh. And it was at one of my uncle's houses here in Houston. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I was probably twelve years old. You know, I was I was in middle school for sure. And I remember we're sitting at the table and they were like, He drinks and I and then my, my cousins and my uh, my other uncles were like, No, he doesn't and I was like, I do and I was just bullshitting and they poured me some some tequila with squirt and the grapefruit juice and yeah. I was like this is actually pretty fucking good yeah. and I had a few of them that day but I wasn't drunk I was like pretty like I mean I paced them you know what I'm saying yeah uh, maybe I just had that much fucking energy nobody noticed that I was like buzzing or some shit but but that was my memory of like my first drinks you know I guess the earliest one I could probably think of would be like doing a fucking vodka and orange juice Really? Like, yeah. nasty ass. We, we, I remember we would do these, like, for Black Friday. Like, back when Black Friday was actually at midnight. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was, it was th- prior to Thanksgiving, you would lead up to that. And somehow the homie would always have some some vodka and orange juice. And we the just homies, ended up pouring this shit up and just yeah. drinking that throughout the night on some, yeah, we drank it. <laughs> 16 year olds don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and, and right before we wrap up, man, um, you know, because I want to bring y'all back. I just, you know, we had some stuff that we have aligned today. Yeah. And we we're trying to squeeze this in. Um, we definitely, I definitely want to have both of y'all back because, you know, this conversation goes way deeper. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, right. You see how, how, yeah. and you were like, I don't even know what, but it can, it can drag longer. You know, we have these conversations outside of work all the fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, we'll, yeah. we'll stay at work like at like till like, pretty late and just just talk the night away i mean because we, we we have so much things to like say yeah we, we're, we're we're like together so much that we only talk to each other about these things yeah so with that being said as before we wrap up is there any like shout outs or like anything you want a message you want to put out there for people positive vibe or even a message for them to come to the bar and check us out and and, and have one of your crafty cocktails that you guys are working on so is there a message you want to put out there? Go for it. So, honestly, I think the biggest message for me right now, uh, like I said, uh, I know I'm on the younger side, but what Elliot was talking about, like I, like being late into the game, um, it's never too late to start anything, honestly. Not necessarily just in the bar community, but like if, even if there's a passion that you never knew that you had or something that just intrigues you, just go for it. Uh, most recently, thing that I wanted to start doing is painting. So I think I might another fucking artist. I might I might hop onto that. Um, 
but yeah, just get just get the ball rolling on on anything. Honestly, I've been getting back into the gym lately, eating better. I gotta treat my body like a temple because working working behind the bar really does take a toll on you, especially with the long hours. But it's it's fun. I love it. I have no regrets. But just just do what you want to do, honestly. And the only cocktail that I would recommend right now to everyone to try is uh, if you can go to a spot that can make a really good Martinez, go for it. Try it. Like, I won't even describe it. If you like a good, sweet, boozy cocktail, just give that one a try. And Night Shift? Yeah, Night Shift, honestly. All right. I, I thought he was going to say, uh, when he said your body was a temple, is a temple. I thought he was going to say, I'm going to fight Zach next. I was like, ah, hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up. Ding, ding, ding. Damn. Um, yeah, I ain't really got... I ain't got much to say or shout out, nothing like that. Just come pull up, check us out, watch us develop and grow more, man. We're we're constantly trying to add new things, get a little crazy with what we're doing. So you're going to see some cool growth. Cat over here. Like, I ain't got much to say. Man, you know? <laughs> Just with my radio voice over here. Tony two time coming in. <laughs> Tony two time coming in the clutch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> um, what was that fun that we ate yesterday? Oh, nah, that shit was. It was okay, bro. We gotta try the one that Justin said that he doesn't know. Oh, I, I just wanted to say, don't get far from there. Uh, <laughs> but get far from simply. That's what you're hey, saying. Get, get yeah. simply far, man. Yeah. Simply far. That was good. The the the, um, the bombies we've been getting recently are pretty good too. Hey, that Thai food from Straight to Kitchen. I wasn't there for that. Straight to Kitchen. I missed out on that. Man. That was delicious, man. All right. Uh, what else? What what else you gotta say? Nothing else. Nah, that's it, man. Just pull the fuck up. Whippets. Inside jokes, comedy, man. Shouts out to the Vac. Shouts out to everybody. Shouts out to everybody at night shift. The Vac. Everybody in this mug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew I was gonna make this dude crack, man. I got this guy like crazy every time at work. <laughs> Hassan, you got anything else to drop, Hassan? Nah, man. I just want to say uh, thank you, thank you for bringing us out to today. I know we've been talking about doing this this session for a good while, but we gotta do it again. We gotta do a full one. This was a mini one. This is a little intro. This we're is all, a little intro. Yeah, honestly, we're, we're all putting in work right now, so we we have busy schedules, and on our days off, we're trying to catch up on stuff. So, like, I got shit to do. They got shit to do, but we made the time to come and record for you guys, for you to listen. Again, shouts out to everybody at night shift, everybody that comes and support us, the staff from. Um, from Josh, Zach, Dylan, Taylor, Juicy, Taylor, Jen, DMX, Mark, Mark, DMX, Mark, Mark, Hey, yo, young blood. Hey, young blood, what it do? Who else am I missing? Well, kitchen staff, Hera, Diego, Conrad, Diana, Anna, Angelica, Patrick, Justin. I mean, who the hell are we missing? Shout out to Elroy. Oh, oh, don't do it. Elroy, you don't know who you are, but you know who you are, all right? Get that shit done, son. Don't waste any more time. Anything else? Nah, shout man, I think that's it. Shout out to the that's snack it, crew. Shout out to the snack crew. Add to the snack crew. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Anything else y'all want to say before we go? Nah, nah man. Appreciate you, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Usually, I used to say... Uh, What's your ideal taco at the end of the episode? Oh. But I'm not doing tacos anymore, but I'll let y'all pick right now. If you can drop it in the next three minutes, go for it. Honestly, my favorite taco growing no, up. your ideal taco. Oh, my ideal taco, taco? What would it have? Oh. Honestly, it sounds really weird, but I really want to do a taco de barracoa fried with an egg on top of it. Okay. 
Like that's literally for me as something that I want to do and I want to see how that that comes out cuz I, I love eggs for breakfast but like Sunday Sunday mornings bro you have to, you have to have the huevo bro. Okay. You taco de cortido que taco de pupusa over here. Nah, man, I'm simple as fuck. I just want an al pastor taco. Al pastor? Yeah. Can I get an al pastor oh, taco? Simple as over here. With pineapple or no pineapple? Hey, pineapple. Hey. Okay, okay. Pineapple. Hey. I like pineapple. If I see pizza type of pastor shit. start showing up to work because of vac, the vac seal, you know, you know, you know, you're about it, to get your. <laughs> Real quick, bro. Shouts out to the Vax Seal, bro. The Vax Seal be coming in clutch, bro. All right, man. Y'all have a good one.